Dr. Mark Siegel, thank you, after this um, dramatic and really terrifying moment on the field in Cincinnati last night. We did speak to Dr. Maria Ryan earlier in the program. And, you know, we talked about the possibility he had something wrong before the game. But, again, you know, if he was just walking back to the huddle and there was a play with no impact, I would say, okay. But there was a tackle. It did seem like there was a helmet to the chest. So, anyway, that's, uh, it seemed pretty obvious to me that it was the hit that caused him to go into cardiac arrest. But he's the doctor. Here he is, my dear friend. Happy New Year, Dr. Mark Siegel. Good morning, Doc. Well, this is a sobering day. I, I can't start with a joke that I was going to say that when Casamitidis was filling in for you, I convinced him to go to a tanning parlor, but uh, <laughs> he's got a lot more work to do than that before he can fill your shoes, or rather you can fill his shoes. I think that it's a mutual fan society. This is a, a, a pretty uh, pretty shocking event. I mean, to even watch this, and and everyone knows that you're a, a, a sports expert, Um and you probably haven't seen anything like this no. in your career. No. Uh, it, it, it isn't from the actual amount of impact. I think most cardiologists believe that it's commotio cordia. We don't know that. What, what, what commotio cordis is, is it's something that's been around since the 1800s where the heart is uh, under electricity, basically, from the brain. It's an electrical impulse that the heart responds to to pump. But if you interrupt that at exactly the wrong time, you can lead to an arrhythmia where the heart starts to beat irregularly. It pulsates something called ventricular fibrillation. It's just quivering. And then you, you would have a drop like that, suddenly dropping the way he fell backwards. Now, the thing that's advanced and why we're losing less people under these circumstances than we used to, Sid, is because we have the AEDs, the automatic external defibrillators, right there on the field. And they, of course, responded to him very quickly with the, with the physicians there and the team. And they did CPR for nine minutes. They used that defibrillator. They managed to get him back into a normal heartbeat, which is crucial. He wouldn't have survived otherwise. Got him mm. to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, which is a top trauma center. I'm familiar with it. And then they, you know, they uh, they got him stable and his vitals are stable and he's he's basically kept sedated. And the key question now is, will he wake up to, and will he go back to normal? That's right. a real concern. Well, I did hear that he was intubated initially, but that now he's breathing on his own. Do we have any confirmation of that or not? Not really. I don't have formal confirmation yeah. of that. That yeah. would be a very good sign. But the idea that he was intubated initially is a precaution. That would be done for anyone like this that was in a cardiac arrest. So they want to have control over the situation in case it, it recurs. And, again, they can keep him sedated, which is better for his brain initially. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't, I wasn't in any way um, worried about that. I'm, I'm wanting to hear that he that he has woken up. I'm waiting for a press conference on that. It needs to be pointed out what a tremendous individual this guy is. And this is right up your alley, Sid. You love these stories. I mean, he's a fundraiser for his community. You know, McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania, where he's from. He has the Chasing M's Foundation. A community toy drive has raised $3 million overnight because of, because of all yeah, this. Yeah, but, but, but here's know. the great story about that. He, he had an initial goal of $2,500. He did not get there, only raised $1,100. As soon as he got hurt last night, people from all around the world, including our very own Rudy Giuliani here, sent a couple of thousand dollars, and that's when he raised the $3.5 million. So he had the charity. He didn't meet his goal, but people are so good-natured that when he got hurt last night, now he's received nearly $4 million. 
That's amazing. And that's, that's, you know, as you say, a testament to people's hearts. And he's a role model for his family. And, you know, he comes from a background where I think when someone in his family had been in prison, he's just real. He's a role model for his, for his brother. He's, he's, and he's a great player, by the way. I'm a yeah. Buffalo Bills fan because yeah. I went to medical school up there. I mean, that Orchard Park, you can freeze there, but it's a great place to watch football. No, it is. Those fans are rabid, and he's got over 90 tackles this year. In fact, his defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, said just a couple of weeks ago, this kid has become my most versatile player on defense and was really having a bust-out year as a sixth-round draft choice out of Pittsburgh last year. But more importantly, uh, hopefully he's going to be okay. I did ask Maria this earlier, and again, not important right now, not important, but but assuming he wakes up and he's okay, can he play football again? Yeah, I would think he well, – well, here are the caveats. What does his heart look like? Did he sustain any heart damage in that cardiac arrest? Was there an underlying problem before? Probably not, but there could have been. You know, they have to rule that out, that there wasn't a problem before, that he didn't damage his heart and that he completely recovers again in terms of his mental acuity, then he can play football. I mean, I, I don't see any any reason he wouldn't. They're going to carefully monitor him right. and try to make sure that he doesn't have a tendency towards this, that this was a fluke situation. This is the second most common cause of this type of thing, but it but it's very rare. 24 years old, so hopefully he uh, wakes up, he's okay. Well, that helps too, Sid. Right. Sid that helps he's too. Strong. 24 years of age yep. helps him too. Yep. Great shape, physical condition, and being so young will help his recovery. Dr. Mark Siegel here on this first show back in 2023. So that bad word is still coming up. I, I, I just unbelievable to me because you know I stopped paying attention a long time ago, not because I'm insensitive, but I still believe COVID, with all the deaths, God rest their souls, has been the biggest American lie in my lifetime. It really has. And it continues to come up. There are still people in this city, these morons wearing masks. More and more people are wearing them again. Now there's a new variant and the antibodies don't attack it and you can't get the, the vaccines don't stop it. When are we going to stop? It's a cold. It's a flu. Why are we still getting crazy over COVID? Why? Well, the, big, the biggest problem with that isn't necessarily COVID. It's the obsession that leaves out all other discussion. And I think we would have learned that lesson because while, while people were hyperventilating on COVID this year, the flu crept back. Right. And, and RSV. You know, it's like put your put your eyes on the wheel. If you while, while you're focusing on the wheel, you you'll miss that beautiful woman to your right. I mean, you re- you really gotta watch different things at once. You know, every time somebody sneezes or coughs and they start testing and COVID, and as far as I know, and you're the doctor here, even if you get COVID now, even if you get it, is there any real way to, way to tell the difference between getting a cold, the flu, or COVID? Not really, right? Well, no, there is. But, you know, that made me think of something else. I'm positive that you're right, that 98 percent of this story is politics. But I don't even understand that because the Democrats haven't gotten any votes out of this. You know, they've actually (laughs) it's not helping them politically. So I don't know why they they stay they stay on it so so vigilantly. But what you uh, what you were really saying there that I agree with is we have tools we didn't have. You get covid, you get Paxlovid. You, You know, you're worried that you were exposed. You do a home test. You don't have to go waiting outside the pharmacy and tend to weather. We have it set up. And what the government should be doing, by the way, is working on better vaccines and better treatments. But they're, they're again, they're, they're just flogging us with the same things over and over. What the hell happened to that, uh, that monkeypox? A couple of months ago, we were freaked out about that, too. And it was uh, only gays. And maybe it was going to get to the heterosexual community like AIDS. Whatever happened to monkeypox? 
what happened is that that gay men stopped having sex with so many partners. That's what happened. Really? Go I don't. Absolutely. I don't. I don't buy that. They are so I promiscuous. Don't I don't buy the it. Dating, <laughs> no, the dating apps lost some volume. I'm telling really? you. Really. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, there you have it. Temporarily said. Temporarily. Okay. So give me then, as we wrap up this uh, great conversation, and thank you for coming on late notice. I know you're on with Stuvani today and Fox News and everywhere. Uh, Give me the one medical issue we should be most concerned about right now at the start of 2023. And please don't tell me COVID unless it is. I actually see you as a role model in a lot of ways, first of all, sports-wise. But I have to tell and your sense of humor. But I have to tell you, let's, in 2023, do what you already do, and I do to a lesser extent, but absolutely do. Let's exercise every single day, please. I mean, America is a sedentary society. We sat on our duff during this pandemic, being lectured to, as you just said. Why don't we get up, get out, celebrate life, and do some exercise. I love it. I'm going to the Ranger game tonight with Danielle and Gabe. I wanted your Nick Suns tickets yesterday, but you didn't have them. So what's uh, when's the next Keene Steakhouse New York Nick game with Dr. Mark Siegel and Sid Rosenberg? It's definitely in January, and then right. Gabe gets to go too. January for sure. I'm getting. I'm checking dates right after this call. You're the best. I love you, Dr. Mark. Happy New Year. Thank you for coming on today. You truly are a great man, a terrific doctor. Thank you so much. Great to be on with you, Sid. Casamitidis is a close second. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, John is a great man. I love that guy. Thank you. That's uh, Dr. Mark Siegel right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning.